Welcome to ACNL in Action, brought to you by the Association of California Nurse Leaders. I'm your host, Charlene Platon, and today we're going to be talking about resiliency. It's a topic that comes up a lot on this podcast and for good reason. Different surveys in the last few months have shown large percentages of nurses are considering leaving the profession within the next year or two. One recent survey even had 90% of respondents saying that they were thinking of leaving in the next year. That particular survey had a small sample size, but it cuts to the point that nurses everywhere are feeling burnt out and losing steam. Our guests today are Michelle Trosset, Fellow of the National Academies of Practice and the American Academy of Nursing, and Dr. Tracy Christofferson, PhD. They are co-founders of the coaching firm Missing Logic. Michelle and Tracy coach healthcare leaders to live more balanced and resilient lives instead of trying to take everything on alone. Welcome, Michelle and Tracy. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you so much. It's so great to be here. We're very grateful. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. We're equally excited and grateful to have you all here today. And you two are business partners, but you're also friends. Uh, Can you start by telling us how you both met and how that friendship has evolved into this partnership? Yes, we would love to. (laughs) Well, first of all, we're friends, but we're best friends. So we're BFFs, you know, so we go way back. And uh, Tracy and I actually met in hospital orientation. So we started, yeah, we started at the same hospital and we were in this big auditorium attending general orientation. And they said, stand up and shake the hand of the person behind you. And I turned around and there was Tracy. So we like, (laughs) yeah, it's a real story. It's a true story. (laughs) True that. True that. So we like to say we've been shaking hands ever since. And part of our journey, Charlene, is we started doing legacy planning together when we were leaders and uh, working in an organization. And part of our legacy plan was someday we'd be able to say, Dr. Tracy Christofferson is in the house. And that mm-hmm. came true yesterday. <laughs> Yahoo! Congratulations. Thank yes. you. Hot Thank off the you. press. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hot, hot off the press. Yes. And anyway, the truth is we knew someday that we would break away, just the two of us, um, take our unique partnership, what we've been learning in the field and start our own business. And we did that in 2018. And that is Missing Logic. That's fantastic. And first, I just want to say that hospital orientation and new orientation is really a great foundation for finding friendships and building friendships. I sincerely believe I'm still friends with a lot of my uh, nursing um, coworkers from orientation. And it's it's a life changing event. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. that's fantastic. And you know, you did mention that you founded Missing Logic in 2018. Mm-hmm. Have you worked together on leadership consulting prior to that? Or how did that come to be? Yeah, actually, uh, we were really fortunate to be mentored by uh, a colleague of ours. She was really a visionary in, when it came to creating healthy healing work cultures. And she was a leader in our organization that we oriented in. <laughs> and so we kind of grew up, right? Like learning how to work with healthcare leaders and helping them to um, create healthy healing work cultures and collaborative practice environments. And we were doing the work in our own environment together as leaders and then working with healthcare organizations all across North America. And we have like over 20 years experience with that. And, um, and so it was really in that 
in that experience, and when you're working with healthcare leaders all across the country, you can kind of see the patterns, right, of what they're experiencing. And so we were really committed to creating these best places to give and receive care. And that's what we did for over 20 years, working with those leaders. That's fantastic. And there's a lot of meaning behind names for businesses. And we just have to know, how did you decide on the name for Missing Logic? What is the missing logic in healthcare or nursing or leadership? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, when we were looking at those patterns, what we noticed is leaders would face the same problems over and over and over. And it wasn't, they weren't unique. I mean, it was the leaders in all these different organizations facing the same problems. And they were repetitive problems that would come back that they weren't able to solve. And what we realized is that those were not solvable problems that they're actually polarities and polarities are interdependent pairs of values or points of view and they need each other so it has it takes a both and kind of thinking to achieve a a greater purpose that neither one would achieve alone and it is the missing logic in healthcare so you are gonna what we learned is that uh, you make false choices when you misdiagnose a polarity as a problem. And so you ha- it's really having this competency of polarity intelligence to understand how to manage those challenges, right? That are never going to go away. And so polarity intelligence is the missing logic in healthcare. That's great. Thank you so much, uh, Tracy. And I, I actually do agree with that. I do think that that is the missing logic. We don't really learn that no. too much. It's not really included in curriculum, even for leadership training. And especially during all these crises and all these events that have been happening in the last few years, I could really see there's a lot of polarities there and things that a lot of healthcare leaders and nursing leaders really weren't prepared for. So I could absolutely see that as being the missing logic. Yeah. 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 How did your experience working in healthcare settings inform this work that you do now? Was there any particular moment or anything that that really led to this work? Well, we knew about the missing logic and we really believe we're the ones to help bring it to healthcare because we saw it over and over again. But the other thing is that in our work, we really appreciated having a framework approach to transformation because it's so easy to think there's a silver bullet or we go into a quick fix mentality all the time in healthcare. And so we developed two frameworks that we use in our work from our experience. Um, One is the dynamic balance effect framework that we work with leaders that we'll talk about a little bit more later, but we also developed one for organizations called the H2O framework or the healthy healing organization framework. And um, frameworks can just really help guide the transformation process and polarity intelligence is baked into both of them. And so we were committed to bringing that type of sustainable transformation change in our work with Missing Logic. Great. And I love that H2O. I thought that's so catchy. (laughs) Really creative. I just love it. Well, you got to have all elements, right? That's why we call it H2O because you have to have all the elements or you don't have water. Like when you think of water as H2O. So Mm -hmm. 
Right. And it's a basic foundation. It's a basic necessity. So I love the several meanings to that. I think it works really well. We do too. <laughs> Clearly it works really well. Um, and I, I did want to say too, you know, burnout was already an issue as we all know with our backgrounds in healthcare, burnout was already an issue way before the pandemic had happened. And it's obviously only gotten worse because of the pandemic and all a lot of other challenges in, in recent times. And it's a topic that our members here at ACNL are always interested in. And we've certainly talked about it a lot on this podcast. And what changes have you both noticed in the last couple of years when it comes to burnout? You know, are you seeing more demand for your boot camp? We could just start there. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely Tracy and I, because we understand polarities and we knew it was going to be 100% predictable that after all the focus that was on the front line as it should be, but no one was really talking about the leaders and what kind of support they were going to need right. through the pandemic. So we knew it was going to hit them eventually. And that's when we pivoted and we started serving the leaders through multiple different ways. And it was really through free webinars. We just wanted to help that the boot camps emerged because they wanted more. And so we knew it was going to happen. It has happened. And now the national data coming out from AONL and other leadership organizations are showing leaders are their emotional health is at risk. They don't experience any type of balance and they're starting to leave. And that's our biggest concern. The leaders are the linchpin of the system and they need help. And so that has been a core part of our work. And we predicted the trend and sadly enough, it's here, but there, the good news is, is there are solutions that can help them. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, there is more of that awareness and readiness yeah. to start to take care of the leaders. Cause you know, just because they can see now what's happening with that. So yeah. And our, you know, our boot camp we're having more, every time we run it, we have more and more people in it, more and more people interested in it uh, in a variety of different ways. So yeah, that's, that's been one of the patterns too, which is good. And it's great to hear about the focus on leadership because I do know it hasn't been as much of a focus, at least not in my time in, in the healthcare industry, which has been over the last decade. And so it's, it is nice to see also the focus, uh, focus on burnout and leadership because, you know, crisis management is very challenging and just the repeated incidents which are taking place is really, really challenging and taxing mm -hmm. on leadership as well. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the leaders that are signing up, are you seeing different types of leaderships or different, different types of leaders or participants in particular that are signing up? Any specific trends there? Well, I think it's just we're seeing all types of leaders. So from the managers to the CNOs, CNIOs, and um you know, inter interprofessional as well, not just nursing, but physical therapists, you know, we're seeing a variety of different individuals and a variety of different leaders showing up in the boot camp. And, you know, recently we had an organization that wanted to support their emerging leaders. So now they're even starting mm. to think about, right, we've got to do succession planning. So we've got to you know, work with the up and coming leaders to make sure that we are changing the norms of leadership for them, right? Because that's what this is all about. This is all about changing the norms of leadership. We can't keep expecting leaders to sacrifice, right? To be that servant leader to the exclusion of their own health and well-being. And, uh, and so that's what we're seeing. Yeah. So the, it's really um, advancing and we're seeing more and more different types involved. 
That's great. I, I do like hearing that there's a huge variety now that you're seeing, including emerging leaders, because that also has been a pool of leaders that I think hasn't been, you know, hasn't have uh, hasn't had as many resources as maybe now. And with the resources that you all provide, that's great to hear. And with these participants, are they seeking different material? Have you seen that they're demanding specific types of material? It sounds like succession planning is one. Is there anything else that you're seeing? Well, what we're seeing is that they're ready for a different way to learn about this. So our boot camp is very engaging and um, they're all about it now. So I can't tell you how many people come to the first night or the first afternoon, whatever it is in your time zone. And they're like, I knew right away this was going to be different. Oh my gosh, this is about me. And they leave with their own leadership survival blueprint for managing their professional life and their personal life for the next six months. So we really zero in and helping them, uh, you know, for where they are right now. And the other experience they really like, Charlene, is that they connect with leaders from around the country. And so they learn what other people are doing through this experience. And they have that real sense of, hey, I'm not alone in this. We're all in this together. And there are ways that we can become more dynamically balanced as we work our way through this, through this crisis and put ourselves in a much better position for the future. Yeah, I think they just want to, they want to survive right now, right? They're just interested yeah. in how do I just make it through all this? And, it, you know, and, and so I don't even know if they know exactly what that needs to look like. You asked about materials. Like, I don't know that they know what it, they just know what they want, but they don't know how to get there. And I think that's yeah. why they come to us. Right. Those are great insights. And I do wonder too, for the participants that you do have in your programs, are there, are there a variety of, are they mostly nurses? Are they in different parts of the healthcare industry? Are you seeing um, just a specific type of leader that's, that's approaching you or are they all in different facets, whether it's clinical or non-clinical? Well, the majority to this point have definitely been nurses. Like that's mm-hmm. been the, that's been the big, well, then they're the largest healthcare, you know, work in the, they're the largest number in the workforce as well. But as Tracy said earlier, um, more different professions are coming into the boot camp, and it's a universal experience. I mean, we could do this for any profession to tell you the truth yeah. <laughs> right. because it's the, principles are the same. How do I achieve better balance in my life as a leader right now going through this? So there's definitely, and, and we, we just were um, on a, on a, you know, session that the American Medical Association put out on burnout. We're all dealing with it. So it really doesn't matter what the profession is. Yeah. And I, and I think too, we're noticing, you know, there's people in different specialties, mm-hmm. you know, informatics, we get people not just from hospital, but outpatient academia, right? right? So there are, it is yeah. kind of getting to be even a variety, but those are some examples of, the, you know, kind of pockets of specialty where uh, we see a little bit more interest. Yeah. Great too, to know, because it just also adds to how complex healthcare is with all the growing leadership opportunities in those different fields. I come from ambulatory nursing and there's definitely more leadership opportunities there and also informatics. Um, so, Mm -hmm. so great to see that. Mm -hmm. And I did want to mention too, one of our recent podcast guests was Kayla Rabb and she's a DNP student who's studying how delegation can reduce stress among frontline acute care nurses. And her research is focused on that demographic specifically 
But do you think that delegation could be equally important for nurses throughout their leadership spectrum in terms of balancing workloads and reducing stress for everyone? I think you all you all had mentioned balance earlier. Mm-hmm. The answer to that is yes. <laughs> A resounding yes. And we, we know that not only through the boot camp, but we have different coaching programs. We even have a 24-week coaching program for leaders in hospital systems. And they definitely could benefit from um, really beefing up their prioritization and their delegation skills as leaders. So it's going to look different than in a clinical situation. But some of the ways that it emerges is uh, boundary setting. And mm-hmm. um, they really need help with setting boundaries. And um, so through our dynamic balance effect framework, we have different aspects of that, that we can really help them with um, boundary setting. And they're so used to just always doing things themselves. So when it comes to delegation, um, you know, some of the things that help are clear communication, being very clear in my expectations of what I need as a leader. And we teach dialogue principles. So how can I use those skills in delegation? And also um, habits. We have a habit of not delegating enough. Mm -hmm. So we Mm -hmm. really drill home on habits. And we say, flip that to who can do this for me so I don't have to. And kind of like the whole who, not how. And leaders could really use those that type of thinking and that type of um, just creating new habits for themselves so they can delegate. Yeah, that's great. I do think that it's so important because the the setting boundaries is really difficult. And I would, I would say because of the different reasons you mentioned, and I think it, it is scary to, to people too, to set boundaries sometimes. I mean, there's a lot of different reasons for that. It could be because of our culture. It could be because of our training hierarchies that we've experienced or maybe all of the above. And do you, do you think that we should be including more of this in our trainings in our, you know, for students who are in, or who are in nursing or, or what are your thoughts on that to make this a little bit more uh, easy for a transition for leaders? Yeah. Well, it goes back to those norms. Yeah. We've got to change the norms. Leaders don't feel like they can say no. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Leaders don't say no. Leaders right. say, okay, when do you need it? How quick? Like, what do I got to do? Right. Because of those norms. And so it is, it is about shifting that. It is, it's okay to set some boundaries. It's okay to delegate. It's okay to not have every answer. Um, right. And, and so that's what we're after. We want to really start to shift those norms and you shift the norms by starting when you're starting to educate them and what we're indoctrinating leaders with new leaders with, right. And giving them permission to set boundaries, to say no, to make those determinations, to have better balance in their lives, you know, to make that those dynamic choices so that they can still serve others, but yet serve themselves too. So yeah, it has to start right from the very beginning. Absolutely. And it could be really hard to unlearn those behaviors too, especially if you're, if you're so used to it, it will feel immensely scarier to do something new like that, um, in your practice. Right. And, uh, and do you, do you see any, do you have any stories of any participants in your program who've really changed their practice because of the dynamic balance effect? Or have you seen any kind of life-changing stories after they learned the material from your programs? 
Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, we've been on the journey with many leaders, some just, you know, through the boot camp, and then we go, they go on in coaching programs with us. And we've seen a lot of personal transformation from the dynamic balance effect. So, um, you know, one story is a, a nurse in academia that was really out of alignment to her who she was, it happened over time. And through the work of the boot camp, and then working with us, you know, she really realized, I don't want to do this for eight more years, and I have agency to make a different decision. And so part of the um, dynamic balance um, framework is personal alignment. And um, she did make another decision and she's thriving now. She's in a totally different situation. Um, she has claimed being the CEO of her own life. But what's so great mm. is she's happier. Her family's happier. Like everyone's happier. So that's one example. And Tracy yeah. might. Yeah. yeah. Well, and she made a lot of different choices in her personal life around mm. caring for herself. Yes. Right. Sleep like a lot of different, you know, personal choices to, to strengthen her personal life, the same time that she made some changes in her professional life. So she really learned how to do that dynamic dance, right. And do what was good and best for her, you know, and others, we have others who like me, uh, have been on a PhD journey, right. And they're like every aspect of the framework that we have has helped them be aligned, be clear in their purpose, you know, identify who they need to be to step into that journey of getting a PhD, right? To balancing their energies and balancing doing all the time with being. And it's just like, it, it just has totally changed the experience for them mm -hmm. as they've moved through that journey. It's out there a whole different person than they would have been without those tools, without that insight around what they need to do to, to get that balance. So it's very rewarding. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And I could really see how something like that, that, that shift could really enable someone to, to be, to feel empowered, to, to change their personal and professional lives. Mm -hmm. And what tips would you give to someone right now who genuinely believes in the mission of nursing, who wants to keep going, but is thinking of leaving the profession anyways, due to all the stress that they're experiencing? Well, Just to get back to the topic of burnout. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the big reason why we're having the conversation in the first place. Right? Right. <laughs> the big topic, the big topic. Well, there's a, there's a couple of things here. And I think the very first thing, I don't want to minimize anybody's experience, but we all interpret our experience differently. We can, right. But we are the interpreters of our lives. And so I think the first thing is we have to be very careful about where we're putting our attention and what we're focused on, because we can put our attention in places that make us a victim, or we can put our attention in places that make us the creator of our lives, but it's our choice and how we interpret every situation that we're in. So the first thing I would say is step back and think about how are you interpreting what you're experiencing? And if you shifted your interpretation would that shift make things better for you? Would it make things different for you? So that's the first place to start to me. Be clear on where, where you're focusing your energy and your attention, and then look at the changes that you might wanna make, right? Um, control what you can control. Make the changes in the area of your life where you can make the changes. 
and then evaluate, are things better? Are things different? You know, it's not always like, well, this isn't working here. The grass is greener over there because you go with yourself wherever you go. And a lot of times it's not always everything that's external to you. A lot of times the change is on the inside, the change is really thinking about. And that's what our clients have done. Mm -hmm. Those individuals that have had those changes, they did the internal change first, right? And then just then make really conscious choices about make sure you're aligned, right? And, And really strive to have that balance, that dynamic balance between the professional life and the personal life and kind of mapping that out to be clear on what you want so that you know what you're after. Because unless you know what you're going after, you're always going to be in this conundrum that nothing is right, right? Nothing is the best that it can be for you. So get really clear on that would be the next mm. thing. That's great. Those are very powerful insights. And and I feel, especially during this pandemic, there's been a lot of time for, for people to do some self-reflection. I mean, well, because a lot of us had stayed at home and we couldn't really do too much. So <laughs> right. we had no choice but yes. to be yes. doing some soul searching and reflection. Yeah. But it sounds like this practice of really looking inwards is really crucial to being able to to reflect that outwards and in changing your life to that to what you want to see and, and what, what kind of um, professional and person you want to be. Yeah. Well, we are the CEOs of our lives. I mean, we really are. Exactly. But yeah. sometimes we abdicate that role. And we, mm-hmm. we let others dictate what our life is going to be, right? It, so we got to just own it. Whatever we have, we have. And we make the choices. And it's not, the leaving is not always the, the choice that you have to make. You can make other choices. Absolutely. It sounds like we have so much power within ourselves to, to make these changes a lot more than we might realize, actually. So, so this is, I'm really gr- uh, glad that you mentioned this. Yeah. Um, each person is really is the CEO of their own lives. That's right. Yeah, And it's not to say the systems don't need to change. I don't want to downplay that because there's a lot of stuff in the systems that definitely need to change, but we know system change will take time. So you got to just change the things you can for yourself and then see, does that still fit? Can I wait for the system to make the adjustments? Can I be proactive in helping the system adjust as well? Absolutely. And as we wind down on our conversation, I just want to ask, you know, what do you both like to do to keep from burning out yourselves? You know, I, I know it's really tough um, sometimes to, to prevent burnout, but what do you both like to do? Well, I'll tell you, first of all, we have our own blueprints and we hold each other accountable to them. So we help each other out. So that's really important. And then um, I think to unwind, um, I really like just Michelle time and travel time. It's really important to me. So during the pandemic, sometimes that was just time by myself in my home, because <laughs> to your mm. point earlier, we couldn't travel. Um, but I'm really looking forward. I went to my first couple of conferences recently, and it just filled my cup to see all my colleagues around the country. And then Tracy and her husband and me and my husband are going to Hawaii in about 16 days to Yay. celebrate our 30th wedding anniversaries and Dr. Christofferson. And that is really important to our balance too, just to get out there and have fun and get away and celebrate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And congratulations. I'm so happy to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. 30 years of bliss. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think for me, it's um, quiet time. 
what I find, you know, is just really silence and quiet time helps me to unwind and just get grounded and centered and time outside. I like to walk. So that really helps me too. Um, and then time with my grandchildren that nothing fills my bucket more than time with my grandchildren. So that's what I strive to do. That's great. And I truly appreciate you both. I've learned so much from just this conversation and really appreciate the insights and the work that you're both doing. You're both amazing. So truly want to say thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And our guests today were Michelle Trosa and Tracy Christofferson from the coaching firm Missing Logic. Michelle and Tracy, again, um, thank you. And and I do want to mention that they will both be launching a leadership survival boot camp in a few weeks. And you can learn more about that at acnl.org. And we'd love to hear your feedback. Email us at socialmedia at acnl.org and connect with us on LinkedIn and Facebook at ACNL Nurse. You can also rate us and drop a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. ACNL in Action is presented by the Association of California Nurse Leaders with new episodes on the first Friday of every month. And remember to check out our bonus episode in two weeks. To learn more about the show or ACNL in general, visit acnl.org. Thank you for listening.